Section 12 of Riverdale Stories. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Riverdale Stories by Oliver Optic. The Christmas Gift, Chapter 3. The children were up bright and early at Mr. Lee's on Christmas morning. They had expected a visit from Santa Claus during the night, and the stockings had all been left so that he could easily find them. Truly, Santa Claus had been kind to them, for the stockings were not only well filled, but a table was also covered all over with fine things. There were all kinds of playthings, and books, and games, and pictures. The parents of Frank and Flora were rich, and could afford to give them a great many nice things. I don't think they cared so much for playthings as some children I have seen. They had so many of them that they did not value them as some poorer children would have done. After Flora had emptied her stocking and gathered up the books, games, and pictures that belonged to her, she told Frank she wished she had all the money they cost so that she could give it to poor Mistress White. Frank said he wished he had the money for his presents, for he was sure it would make the poor widow happier than the things would him. But they were both very grateful to their parents for thinking of them, for they knew that Santa Claus was only another name for father and mother. All the little boys and girls don't know this. Emma, that is one of my little girls, asked me if I did not take out the register so that Santa Claus could get into the room and fill up her stocking. But she is only four years old. Merry Christmas rang through the house till breakfast was over, and then the children were in a great hurry to make the visit to Mistress White. Mr. Lee had gone out early in the morning, and they were all sure that he would do everything right. At eight o'clock, Mistress Lee had bundled up the children in their warm hoods and cloaks ready for a start. Then they wanted to be off at once, and Flora's mother could hardly keep her from running out in the cold before the things were ready. I suppose my readers all know that in the city, or anywhere, when they want to have a great time, they get up a procession and march through the streets. They sometimes have wagons and chariots and carriages. Mr. Lee, who was very glad to find that the children were so kind as to remember the poor widow on Christmas, meant to surprise them. So he got up a kind of procession. Perhaps you will think it was a queer procession, but it pleased the children ever so much, and Flora was almost wild with delight. While they were looking out the window, they saw Mr. Lee drive up with the carryall. He came very slowly, for behind him was a wagon with a cord of wood on it drawn by two yokes of oxen. Then came a cart with two barrels of potatoes, a barrel of flour, and a barrel of apples on it. Behind this was a wagon loaded with buckets of sugar, rice, coffee, with packages of tea, salt, and other groceries, a ham, a turkey, a keg of salt pork, and a great many other things. Flora screamed with delight when she saw the procession. It was more grand than any army of soldiers, and she thought she would rather go in it than be the Queen of England. Frank was pleased, and so were the two city cousins. Henry even went so far as to wish he had given all his money instead of half of it. The children all bolted out at the front door, and Mr. Lee helped them into the carryall. This is first-rate, father, said Flora. Won't Mistress White be surprised? I think she will be, 
replied Mr. Lee. She will have good reason to be surprised. I hope you have got lots of things. I have. Did you spend all the money? Yes, every cent of it, my child. And more, too, said Henry, as he looked back upon the procession of goodies. Did you, father? I thought I would add a little to your gift, said Mr. Lee with a smile. How kind you are, father! But all the things shall be called the children's Christmas gift. Mr. Lee got into the carriage and told the drivers of the wagons to follow him. The two horses were wide awake. They did not want to wait for the slow oxen, but Mr. Lee made them, for he wanted the procession to keep together. When the procession had got about halfway to Mrs. White's house, a man covered with dirt and rags stopped the carriage. He said he was very poor and had not eaten anything since the morning before. Poor man, said Flora, do give him something, father. Bless you, little miss, your father is too kind to refuse me, said the man. I can't do anything for you, said Mr. Lee firmly. Do, father, added Flora. Any small change to buy me something to eat, said the man in pleading tones. If you are hungry, go to my house and my wife will feed you, replied Mr. Lee. Won't you give me the matter of a few cents? begged the man. Not a cent. I will, said Henry. I don't want the poor man to go hungry. And he threw him a ten-cent piece. God bless you, my little man, said the beggar as he picked up the money. May you never want for a meal of victuals. Mr. Lee started his horses, and the procession again moved on. Flora wondered that her father should deny the poor man. She pitied him very much when he said he had eaten nothing since the morning before. She thought what a dreadful thing it was to be hungry and have nothing to eat. She wanted to cry, she felt so badly, and she thought her father was very hard not to give him a little money when he needed it so much. If she had only had some money, she would have given him the whole of it. "'You did very wrong, Henry,' said Mr. Lee, when they had gone a little way farther. "'Wrong, sir?' replied Henry. "'Why, didn't the man say he had eaten nothing for a whole day?' "'That may be, and it may not be. "'But I know he was hungry by the looks of him,' said Flora. "'Those who have anything to give away ought to be very careful to whom they give it. "'The man looked like a drunkard. "'Very likely he will spend the money you gave him, Henry, for liquor.' It is not charity to give a man rum. Do you think he is a bad man, father? asked Flora. I don't know that he is. I told him to go to the house and your mother would give him something to eat. You saw that he wanted money more than food. I am afraid, Henry, your money will do him more hurt than good. I hope not, uncle. It is not charity to give money to such persons. When you have anything to give... You ought to use a great deal of care. We should visit the poor and find out about them. We know Mistress White is good, said Flora. We do, and we may give to her without fear. The children had learned a new lesson about giving, a lesson which everybody ought to learn. End of section 12 Recording by Scarlet, Louisiana